Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Let's turn our attention back to the Scriptures, and I want to read James chapter 3, uh, verse 1 again, and, and now I'm going to add the next few verses, uh, 1 through 5. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with a with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also uh, the tongue uh, is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. Wow. Wow. Can't tell you how many times I heard as a kid that my grandmother would say, hush your mouth or just hush, hush. And that, that might be just a good first practice. You know the old saying. You know the old saying, uh, uh, stay quiet and, and people might wonder if you're a fool, open your mouth and remove all doubt, right? Um, we know, we know that our tongue can get us in a lot of trouble. Uh, really funny story of a, of a friend who does a radio program and he had asked me to do a little series with him on there and it ended with a sort of call in Q and a thing. And, and I did that and, and I was explain, explaining some of this guy who at first started out kind of, kind of curious slash combative about something from one of the teachings, um, in one of the sessions. And, and the more we talked, you could tell that it was more curiosity. And, uh, you know, a lot of us, we just get, really emotionally amped up when when we feel like uh, uh someone is saying something about us or to us that we don't like and he he started to calm down and i gave him this particular il- illustration and and uh you know we're, we're on radio and it's a three-way phone conversation but the radio's on a delay well this seemingly very decent and wonderful brother in the lord uh all the way across the country from me who was on the telephone he blurts out a curse word in surprise. Fortunately, they were able to deal with that before it got out onto the airwaves. Uh, he went to break. The three-way phone conversation continued. The, the young brother profusely apologized, was humbled, was embarrassed. And, um, and, you know, of course, the host was consoling him. I was telling him I wasn't offended. I, you know, I was telling him actually he encouraged me by, how humble he was in, in confessing his wrong and facing it. And it was a, it was a great encounter, but that just happened the other day. And, and I was opening my notebooks to start to really bring together this talk on James chapter three. And it just, it honestly, it made me chuckle because it was a great illustration. How, how quickly can, can the little rudder drive the whole ship, you know? And, uh, and I saw it. This, this seemingly awesome young brother accidentally said a other ugly word while debating theology. And, um, he was totally embarrassed and, and it worked out well. My point is though, in telling that story is it is super easy with just a word, 
just a phrase, just just a few sentences that put together a paragraph in, in a conversation or on social media. Just, it, it's just a, all we need is a little bit and we're off track. Our, our words, our speech can be so, so very troubling. Um, uh, you know, you, you get people talking about politics, man, we'll say things that are just reprehensible. You get people talking about sports in backing a team that they enjoy watching. They'll often break a friendship that they could have enjoyed having words get powerful and they get powerful fast. Um, words are powerful and they have powerful, powerful effects fast is what I should say. So it's time, it's a good time in the climate we live in. All the conversations about COVID-19, all the conversations about politics, and then the commingling of those conversations. You know, our our frustration level is, is you know, like we were a little thermometer, the mercury's bursting out the top of the, the uh, thermometer. We're really frustrated. And... Um, and it's sad, and it shows up most often and most quickly in the realm of words. Words spoken in conversations, words spoken on social media. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, uh, a lot of times, if you, you know, if you, you know, if you put that stuff on audio in the voice of children, a lot of us would sound like, uh, you know, a second grade PE class squabbling over who who gets to kick next in the in the kickball game. You know, we sound like a we sound like a bunch of kids, and it's and it's and it's really it's really sad. And so this this very in our face teaching on the tongue from James James, if you ask me, is very timely. Um, I once heard someone say, and I, I don't, you know, it was it was on the radio. I don't know who to credit. I don't remember who the guy was, but he said that that social media is is just verbal vomit, and uh, and I I just started laughing. I was I, I was I was listening to some preacher um, on a on the radio, and I started laughing. We were driving. I, I do remember it was one of our cross country trips, and we were driving, and you know you scan around, do you find something? And I found this preacher, and he says social media is verbal vomit. So when we think about speech, don't think about just what you said out loud. What have you texted? What have you written on a blog, on social media? What have you What have you spoken in a conversation? You said, well, you know, I'm not a teacher. That was just me talking to my friend. Was it verbal vomit? Was it a misuse of the tongue? Was it unholy overreach? You know, taming the tongue, taming the tongue is something every single one of us needs miraculous help with. We need God's help. Okay, so let's look at this passage really quickly in its full, well, not the whole passage, verses one through five. So he says, not many should be teachers. All right, we've talked about that in the first half of this portion, okay? Then he gives this this solid reason. We all stumble in many ways. And then he says, if, if anybody doesn't, you know, doesn't stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man. We've only ever seen that once. It was Jesus. Amen. Amen. Even when people intentionally tried to make him stumble, he did not stumble. 
he's a perfect man. Praise God. Okay. Um, and if he's if he's perfect in his speech, the scripture says he is able to bridle or control his whole body. In other words, it seems to indicate that the speech is the hardest thing to control. Just think for a moment. Have you ever said something you regret it? Go ahead and nod your head and raise your hand. Yes, you have. Okay. Um, the, the truth is we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, and you know, somebody might say, well, what about that person who, who is unable to speak? The classic word we would use is dumb. What about, well, have you ever spoken without saying any words? Have you ever spoken with gestures? Have you ever, you know, like me, I give the classic eye roll, you know, and that's, <laughs> The, you know, the eyebrow furrow or raise. You know, we do a lot of talking that doesn't involve speaking. And I think all of that is included. And he's saying here, our sins of the tongue, our sins of communication, our sins of speech, they actually are, 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 are just the tip of the iceberg, uh, to, to sins throughout the whole body. And if we were able to control the tongue, it would lead to a, a greater self-control in the body. And it's, and it's, it's sort of wild. I don't know if you've ever noticed that in reading James chapter three, verse two, but there it is. There it is. It just puts it a, if you're able to bridle the tongue, you're able to bridle the whole body also. Wow. Wow. And so, you know, you, you know, you find somebody and they, and, and you say, well, you know, all I do is a little gossip. Hmm. That's likely not all you do. You know, if you're not able to bridle your tongue, you're, you're likely not able to bridle other areas of your body, other areas of your, of your, of, you know, your, your moral life. But if you're able to bridle the tongue, you're more able to control other areas of your life. And so what he does, he just says, let me, let me, in case you don't believe that this, simple to say thing is so powerful in its doing. Let me give you a couple illustrations. So, um, so he names a horse. He says, you just have noticed you can put a bridle in a horse's mouth and you can, you can make him go anywhere. And that's kind of pointed to me. We, we, we broke a few horses growing up, you know, from, um, you know, start out with some of them. They were so green. You just, you have to, you have to bridle break them. You have to start. They so wild. You couldn't even put a, I mean, uh, a halter break them. I mean, you, you couldn't even get a halter. And that, that's just before you even have the bit. You know, that's just getting the thing on their head. Um, and, and then, you know, bri uh, bit break them, um, bridle break them, saddle break them. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, uh, that that first time you put a bit in a horse's mouth, they near about want to bite their tongue off. But just imagine. What if to control you, we rammed something in your mouth uh, and we pulled you around with it, right? So he gives this simple illustration. He says, just think about it. You can take a, uh, you know, a horse that weighs half a ton or more, two tons. Some of them are so big and you can, you can put a, you can put a little metal bar in their mouth and you can get them to go anywhere. Turn right, turn left, stop. You can do it, right? You know, uh, or a ship. You take a ship. Um, I, just last night, I watched a World War II movie starring Tom Hanks called The Greyhound. And uh, it was very tense. Uh, 
uh, action-packed movie, and many times he would he would yell, you know, things like "Right rudder," and and you know the the whole thing. They were escaping torpedoes, trying not to hit other ships, maneuvering to shoot, and and that little rudder, those turns. He he named some numbers. I'm no navy guy, but he named some numbers and tell them a direction and left rudder, right rudder, and that that, that ship, this huge ship, would move move at the discretion of this relatively small rudder. I mean, relative in, 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 in regards to the rest of the ship. So that's a, that's a couple of examples he gives. He says like, you know, so your tongue is small and you might think, man, your tongue is small, but it, it can have a huge impact. I've always thought that saying was funny. Sticks and stones would break my bones with words that never hurt me. Well, I can't even remember how many, I can't even remember how many butt whippings I got as a kid, but I can remember some of the jarring, hurtful things that was said to me by people in my life. Uh, you know, I had a third grade teacher. I don't know how many times that lady paddled me, but she said this one thing to me that stuck with me my whole entire life. Um, words do hurt. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words often break your spirit. And none of us like to be on the receiving end of that. Amen. We, I, I don't. I don't want to be hurt with words. I don't want to be hurt with accusations. I don't want to be hurt with insults. I, I, I don't want to be hurt by what people say. And none of us do. None of us like, come on over here and just hurt me. We don't do that. So why do we so quickly hurt others? You know, I, I was thinking the other day uh, how people tell me all the time. People tell me this all the time. Um, you know, they don't. They don't want to offend people. People come say, you know, I want to share the gospel with so-and-so in my family, but, you know, or this friend. And, and I'll just tell them, they say, well, I, I don't, I don't want to offend them. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You'll, you'll sit here and talk about your political affiliation. You'll talk about how much you love this sports team. You'll get in arguments with people. You'll, you'll get in disagreements with people live and in person or on social media. And you'll say hateful things and you're worried about offending somebody with the gospel. That's why James says, how quickly, how quickly is, a, is set ablaze by such a, a small fire. Uh, you know, later on, uh, it's in the next verse, which we're not going to get into to today. He says, uh, it's set on fire by hell. In other words, that, that kind of talk is, is, is from the fires of hell, you might say. This is big stuff. This little tongue causes a lot of trouble. Um, so I, I see our time is fleeting. So let me, let me just close with, with two super quick words of application. All right. Number one, uh, this is going to be so simple. You're going to be tempted to reject it. All right. If the tongue is powerful. Okay. If the tongue is powerful and if the tongue can start a fire, if the tongue can start a fire of controversy, a fire of pain, a, a fire of conflict. If the tongue can start a fire, I want to talk about all three of those, but I see our time is flying. If the tongue is that powerful, if the tongue, if the tongue is the hardest thing to control in the whole body, if the tongue being controlled would lead to greater self-control in other areas, if the tongue has this much influence within and without, Put your brain in 
motion, in, in gear before you put your tongue in motion. Engage your brain. Engage your heart. Take some super simple advice. You ready? It's fourfold. Put your, put your brain in gear before you put your tongue in motion. Fourfold advice. If you don't know whether you ought to say something, make it pass through these four filters. You ready? Is what I'm saying true? If it's not true, you don't need to say it. Okay. Is what I'm saying true? Is what I'm saying, you know, does it need to even be said? I often joke, you know, it aggravates him, but I do it and he lets me get away with it. I always say, it is true my brother is bald. But it doesn't need to be said. Thirdly, third filter, are you saying it out of love? And I got this from Johnny Smith years and years ago. Are you saying it out of love? So sometimes something is true and it needs to be said, but we're not saying it out of a spirit of beneficial, sacrificial care of another. Right. And then fourthly, are you the one that needs to be saying it? Sometimes, sometimes uh, somebody won't take it from us because we have some prior history or we don't have prior history. And so it's true and it needs to be said. And you, you recognize it and want to speak it out of love, but it's not your assignment at the moment. Do you know how much talking just ended if we would take those four filters? So this first application is to put your brain in gear before you put your tongue in motion. Use these filters in the process. Is it true? Does it need saying? Is it being said out of love? And are you the one that needs to say it? Um, use those four filters as you put your brain in gear and long before you put your tongue in motion. Um, and the second application is your tongue will give you more than you can handle. So yield your tongue to God. Amen. You cannot tame your tongues. You know, I don't, you know, what is that old? Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. One of the lines in there is take my lips and let them be consecrated, Lord, to thee. What a, um, what a, what a powerful, uh, song. If you can sing that and mean it, uh, or that other praise song I love, you know, let my words be few. My voice is about shout or else I'd sing a couple lines of it. Let my words be few. Okay. Or I've always loved that stripped down worship song. I'm coming back to the heart of worship because it's all about you. And it's this whole idea that, um, that let's pull away all the unneeded stuff and, and just get back to focusing on God. The same can be true of our tongues. Woo, more on this later, but for now, that's enough on the tongue. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Mm-hmm.